0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: Welcome one, welcome all to the greatest show of them all. This is the NFC East Mixtape, or as some people are calling it, the NFC East Mixtape tight because of the tie that we got last week. Uh, we cover the entire the, the entire, oh, what? We cover the entire division here. That. You can listen to us on any one of the four NFC East blog, podcast networks at SB Nation, Bleeding Green Nation for Philadelphia Eagles coverage, Blog of the Boys for Dallas Cowboys, Big Blue View for New York Giants, or Hogs Haven for Washington Commanders. You can also watch us on the Bleeding Green Nation YouTube channel or Blog of the Boys YouTube channel. We will cover every single team in the division, including the tie that we saw a first in the history of the mixtape he has Lee gotten from BGN, IMR, Joe Cha from BTB, Brandon, the NFC East mixed type. There we go. More
2: like the NFC Beast mixtape, which you know, we got a lot of feedback from the <laughs> listeners about how we did not actually invent the NFC beast they're They're all wrong. The NFC least. It's I mean, why would we lie to you? Do we ever lie to the listeners and say things that aren't true? Do
1: we ever look do that nobody ever said NFC Beast or you're, you keep missing this or NFC Least I just said that before we did. No, but I'm saying like we want full credit for both, right. not just one, not just Beast because the division's awesome right now. We want full credit for both. We were the first people to ever say that ever, 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 ever in the history of the internet. Everyone's like, no, yeah. it used to exist. Um, no, it didn't. It didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, the NFC East mixed type. We did have, so this this season has been filled with all sorts it sounds of sounds like you're doing um, like an
2: Australian accent when you say that. <laughs>
1: Um, I have said, I've read this before. Try to say the words "good," like like something's good. The word "I," like like one of your eyes, and then um, "mate," like like a partner. Say, say those words together: "Good eye, mate." I feel like this is
2: a trap. I'm not going to do it.
1: You, no, it's you not like it. you're I'm not like tricking you into like getting canceled or something. But try that. Like <laughs> try "good eye, mate." No, you do it. Good eye, mate. You can't you accent. can't say that without sounding like you're doing an Australian accent. Good eye, good mate. Like, I. But you got to say it like normally at, at normal speed. Good, I meet. Well, you know what? This is podcasting. So someone can go back and then like one and a half speed you, and it will sound like you're actually participating in the exercise. All right. Anyway um so this season has been insane um we launched the nfc's mixtape last year and the dallas cowboys won the division um in kind of a ho-hum way like yes the eagles made the playoffs but you know the commanders or the football team at the time and the giants were just kind of whatever this year everybody's amazing this year everything is awesome we had a trade um to the division and Carson Wentz that spearheaded the first ever emergency edition of the mixtape that was back in the offseason now we have the first tie ever, um, and it does feel, Brandon, like the world is is kind of coming in. Everyone wants a piece of this mixtape right now.
2: I guess. I mean, the listeners do, for sure. The listeners who respect
1: how... And, and you know what, listeners? If, if you want something more, like I've, I've said this before, Cowboys and Eagles meeting on Christmas Eve, we should do some sort of Christmas spectacular extravaganza, you know, fest, whatever you want to call it, Hit up Michael Kist. He is the boss at Michael Kist NFL. Annoy him, pester him, What's he gonna tell do, him though? you do want, he want some. Him to do? What's he going to? I don't know. I don't. I'm not in the meetings. Kist is in at work. I mean, you like, know, I'm, I'm a on live some, show some interior him, meetings. Though? I mean,
2: we've done a live show without him. So like, no, what do but you want?
1: Look, look, we this we got to run it up the flagpole. So you have to annoy Kist, everybody. Tell him you want you know, some special Christmas graphics. Mm. I don't know what goes into this again. K- Kist Kiss is Kiss is up on Mount Pius. Like I'm not there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm I'm just here. Um, th- we live in this territory. Um, so yeah, um, we have to do something special for that. I just saw right now, as uh, we are recording, uh, this is we're recording on Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central Time, just for full disclosure. Um, on the rerun of Good Morning Football, Peter Schrager, they were talking the storyline that they are obsessed with right now, and his was the Eagles and the Cowboys with the Jimmy Garoppolo injury to our friend Rob dad square san francisco 49ers more than ever it does feel like this conference is going to come down to one of these two teams
2: yeah i mean i wouldn't say the 49ers are dead and buried by any means um, for sure like
1: I, but but like that's a lot of wind out of yeah, this. yeah their, their ceiling the is thing.
2: absolutely lower uh the room their margin for error as uh, kyle posey put it i believe on monday football monday with you guys i think that's the right way to frame it like they're, they still have a path because their defense is really freaking good and they have talented playmakers and everything. And the coaching staff can kind of do more with lesser quarterbacks. So yeah, I would not like rule them out, not for them a 0% chance by any means, but sure. Uh, Eagles and Cowboys now certainly look like the two favorites because no one's taking the Vikings seriously, RJ, except you. Um, a team I, so that, can
1: I say one thing? Sure. Can I say one thing on the Vikings? Uh, I told you in stats, this um, in our Slack chat. So I very famously was in on them, picked them to win the Super Bowl. They are very good, but no, they're not, this isn't though. how I, <laughs> they're not. but no, like they're, they're very good in, a, in an objective way. Like, you know what I mean? Like their record and you know what I mean? Their they're going to be a playoff in their yes. the division. Right. So that's all I'm saying. Um, but so I, I foresaw them being good, but not like this, like, like, <laughs> like the, this, they, they feel worse than the team I thought they could be. I don't know if that makes sense. So um, they have gotten here in absolutely like no way that I envisioned for them. So I, I, I feel fraudulent because I thought mm. they were very good. Um, and they are worse than I thought, but they—I did not think they'd be ten and two. Like I thought they'd kind of be cute and hovering around. So it's very, you know, strong internal conflict that
2: I'm In case the listeners didn't see, because I already sent this to you, but Shil Kapadia, good friend, uh, tweeted out: In the past twenty years, there have been fifty-three teams with ten wins or more through the first thirteen weeks of the season, and from that group, the Vikings' plus ten-point differential is dead last. It's fifty-third, and it, like by a wide margin. So. Uh, no other team was worse than plus 36. So there's a 26 point difference there. And I mean, just look at it from a perspective of the Vikings have gotten like easily beaten, like, like dom- dominated basically by both the, te- the teams we're talking about in their way, the Eagles and the Cowboys. Can the Vikings maybe beat one of those teams in the playoffs? I wouldn't bet on it, but maybe. Can they beat both and get to the Super Bowl? Probably not uh or or the 49ers i don't even really trust them against them so yeah i do think it comes down to eagles uh cowboys here again there's like the one percent chance that tom brady just somehow turns it on and it's tom brady and he goes on an amazing postseason run but again also not counting on that but i i can't also say it's zero percent uh but yeah should be good which is uh it's an interesting layout for the rest of the season rj because um obviously the eagles are up right now they have the more favorable path to getting that number one seed but if they slip up and then, you know, they, lose. they have
1: control. They're the, they're the only, they don't obviously they have control within the conference. If they slip up, then it's Minnesota's control. Mm-hmm. You know, if a few things go another way. It's Dallas's control. They are sitting in the driver's seat right now. Um, I don't want to cut you off, but this does kind of segue us into, you know, Philadelphia's last game, which you mentioned Monday, football Monday. I said on that show that I think it was the most impressive win that Philly has had all season. Um, I don't know if the Titans agree. Uh, but I don't know if you've seen this as we're recording. The Tennessee Titans have fired general manager, John Robinson. Wow. Holy. So I'm, I'm, I'm being 100% serious with you. I mean... um, so like AJ <laughs> Brown got the ultimate revenge. Like there, <laughs> there is no is so uh, revenge uh, sweeter than a very uh, talented general manager, like has assembled a very strong team. I think Mike Vrabel deserves a lot of credit, obviously, for what the Titans have accomplished, obviously, over the years. And, and this isn't the AFC South mixtape, so we don't have to get into this. But the I, I didn't, like, in my power rankings on Tuesday, I didn't drop the Titans. I think I left them at 10 or 11 um, because they, they got destroyed by the Eagles mm-hmm. but I, again like I think the Eagles are, are a very good team I, I still think highly of the Titans they I, I'm you know a little bit disappointed in them in, in multiple ways but that they couldn't kind of go toe to toe or even like you know one toe to toe with the Eagles but still I mean this is really weird uh for them to fire him like out of nowhere well. after we've said many times you know on the NFL show their losses are very understandable sure. I mean they, they lost to the Giants the Bills the Chiefs the Bengals and now the Eagles all playoff teams
2: I mean, the AJ Brown trade is a tough look for him, especially after he went off on Sunday. Can't believe
1: stats supported that. Never, had,
2: never. I know, uh, and you too. Uh, Robinson never had a losing season as GM. Like, think about that. <laughs> He's getting fired. Uh, but yeah, that was a that was a disaster of a trade. Like, how do you not? it just doesn't make any sense. He's 24. Pay him. Like it's it's a good it's not like they had to pay him some crazy contract. And what are you doing with that money? What are you really doing with that money you saved? That is so great and is so worth it. Like it, it was a terrible decision. It was a steal. It was a big steal by the Eagles to get him. You don't players of that caliber and that age again only like 24 and everything right. like that they don't become that's not like a normal thing that becomes available the Eagles were to able to pounce on like a very unique opportunity uh so credit to Howie Roseman for taking advantage of that but um yeah I mean so t- back to the point about the Titans um I don't think this game was about because I think some games are sometimes about the one team losing maybe then the other team winning you know what I mean is that fair to say right. sometimes you
1: just like, like like the Eagles win against the Colts as an example they
2: just shoot themselves in the foot so much yeah and then but like with this game i don't think it was like the titans the titans didn't turn the ball over no. like they didn't I... they didn't like kill the, they didn't like shoot themselves in the foot all game long like the eagles just beat them they, like the, the titans really tough team came to town that line dropped to four points uh the night like before the game it was opened up at 6.5 eagles were 6.5 favorites mm-hmm. so everyone was like betting on the titans thinking they were going to make it a close game
1: not even, the game. Well, it made sense like like their mo like it made sense for them to co- like hang at the very least like be respected
2: right but that's why it's so much more impressive for the eagles because they did not it was the game was really never close it was tied at one point early on right but that was like a very long drive that kind of got aided by some eagles penalties and things and, the, and it took like a lot for the titans to even get there it was not like an impressive drive um and it was the only touchdown drive of the game early on and then after that defense totally shut them down offense had their way Offense. For an offense that was able to run the ball so much, and there was some kind of talk like, oh, well, they can't just do this all the time. They're going to have to pass it, which was silly to me because the Eagles did pass it plenty earlier this season and looked really good doing that. Uh, but they just had a historic passing day. Jalen Hurts almost had 400 yards. He probably would have if they didn't pull the starters basically in the fourth quarter. So, yeah, it was a, it was a dominant performance. Um, it was, is exactly what the doctor called for after a little bit of a slip up there against the Texans and Colts and Packers and whatever.
1: I said, um, like I said, on Monday football Monday, that this was the most impressive win of the season, um, in my mind for the Eagles, because we said actually on Friday that this was maybe the best quarterback they were facing in terms of like the level that the quarterbacks are playing at the week that the Eagles caught them. Um, and, and, you know, I don't think like stymieing Ryan Tannehill is like a shock, but, um, the Eagles were kind of teetering. Like, I know they, they blew out the Packers, and so I'm not here to say, like, that game, like, they barely won that game. But that game did get kind of close, did get kind of cute. Like, still, you know, certainly an improvement on the, the previous two weeks So with the Colts win and the Commanders loss. But, you know, this was this was returning much closer to form. You know, the original form, it, like, pre-Commanders loss. And I thought that was really impressive to do that against this team at home. So you have whatever, but still, like, this, this was a, a route. Like, this was a party. This was a, a great, like welcome back day like you said um just kind of a perfect sort of um step into this three-game road trip because that's what it is you needed a, a great launching yep. point um you got that and I, I do think there's something to building confidence in terms of every and like i can tell you it's really frustrating it's like come in come on somebody like somebody trip up the Eagles, somebody trip up the vikings but no like and i'll give minnesota that credit too well, like i know that they're barely winning these games but still nine, like, i do think there's games. a point of they are winning them. <laughs> yeah, but you can <laughs> so no, that's
2: not sustainable. You don't go nine and no in w- one score games. You just don't.
1: They are gonna be such a, a hit pick to regress hard next oh, yeah. year. Right. Like we're gonna hear that a, we're gonna hear that a thousand times in the offseason. Like, might well, look at the record in one score yeah, of games. This. It might get to the words um, too much. Right. Um, but so super impressive win. Um, I do think like I already ate my crow on the AJ Brown thing. Like that there's something badass to like. I want to own this team. The only thing that that I, I thought was slightly funny uh was after the game when he was like, Look, I don't want to talk about that. What do you mean, AJ? <laughs> like you've spent the whole like time since you were traded, like dragging them, tweeting like while they're playing. Like, and so like yeah. I, I kind of wanted him to own it and like like not go full villain, but go like lean all the way into it. Uh, but other than that, I mean like Devontae went off. Um, just a a, a great Jalen Hurts game. And with the Kansas City Chiefs loss, I do think that Hurts uh, took a very, very positive step forward in the MVP race, if you care about those things. Um, interestingly, yeah. well, I I do... Th- it's right today. I mean, it ch- obviously it changes week to week. Later. The, the NFL is week to week, week, Brandon. Um, it's Josh Allen and, and Hurts. And, like, Mahomes Ooh. is lurking. Like, you can never, you know, count Mahomes out. I think Joe Burrow is lurking. Yes. If um, especially if, after if, beating if, if something. It, One, if they beat the Bills on that Bills game is on Monday Night Football, and it's Week 17, so it would be really fresh in the voters' minds. And I talked, I talked about this with Pete. Um, There's a path to the Bengals winding up with the one seat. Like, Uh you know what I mean? Like this month could be crazy. Like that could snap Joe Burrow into the lead. Uh, But right now, I do think it's Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen kind of going blow for blow. Um, So we'll see. But uh, it it was super impressive. We'll refuse to lose MVP. (laughs) That that is the worst thing that pete has ever said i I, can't, I i will never in my life that was an episode that Kiss was on uh too like i will never ever ever forget the reaction that kiss and i had when he brought that up that was um so funny um but uh so despite the win as we segue into the cowboys now who are still in second place in the division so eagles 11 and 1 dallas 9 and 3. um you know i, I want to ask about the christmas eve game a little bit but um another flip-flop in in terms of dvoa So two weeks ago, Dallas had jumped up to second. Philly had fallen to fourth. Last week, Dallas fell to fourth. Philly jumped up to second. So they flip-flopped back and forth. This week, um, after week 13, the Bills remain number one in overall team DVOA. The Cowboys back at number two. The Eagles not at fourth. Uh, Both teams have climbed above the Ravens, who are now at fourth. Uh, So Dallas two, Philly three. Again, I mean, really just kind of like hovering right around one another. The Cowboys... Um, it was a little bit tense against the Colts. I know you were worried for me that th- this was my reckoning. I appreciate everybody who tweeted at me um, after all the crap I talked about the Colts in the off season and the regular season, justifiable crap. I would say um, a lot of people thought it was going to blow up on my face the way it did with the Broncos last year. Um, the game that the Cowboys wore the red stripe on their helmet, like they did against the Colts. And I, I was never nervous that they were going to lose. Um, like and even, you know, before the fourth quarter, it felt like okay, they won't cover, but they're they're they've got this game under control. Um, you know, to the point that they're going to cruise to win. But obviously, the fourth quarter was insane. Um, I I have seen very few things like that fourth quarter. I mean, that was just an explosion. I mean, it, it was a a comedy of errors on the Colts' part, and just it it was one of those like you. It was like a Steph Curry can't miss fest for the Cowboys in the fourth quarter.
2: Yeah, if you didn't watch the game at all and you just saw the box score, you'd be like, oh. Cowboys blew out the Colts as expected. They probably dominated them all game long. Wasn't the case. Was not the story of the game. Uh was closer than expected for a bit early on. Um, but the Cowboys, to their credit, made the Colts quit, and the Colts to their discredit clearly quit. Like that, I'm sorry. Like I don't, you know, I, I don't, I don't think both of us don't love getting into like, you know, players not giving effort or whatever. Cause I think for the most part, they really do and they do try hard because you know these are their sure. careers there's a lot at stake here but i'm sorry but like that colt's team has quit like they have at least some some players have some members of that organization have like you don't lose that badly when you're like trying to win you're, everyone is like very much trying to win as as hard as they possibly can and i'm talking about even from an organizational perspective too you now there was thought that you know they brought in saturday and got rid of reich in part to like tank or whatever
1: I think you you like the quitting thing happens when you become like a joke, like like the Broncos. Like it, it's it's not just that you're bad and that you're losing. It's that like you you are the butt of the joke. Like everyone's making fun of you. Like that's happening with the Broncos, obviously, on a week to week basis. That is like this was I, I don't really want to give the Colts credit, but somewhat to their credit. The first time that like that, you know, you could kind of release the hounds on them in that way. Right. Because they, you know beat the Raiders in the first game. And like the joke was like, ha ha, they actually won a game. And then they played tight with the Eagles. And then they somewhat lost respectably on Monday night against the Steelers last week. So this was the first like, I told you, Jeff Saturday. You know what I mean? Like it, it was, it was let loose. Um, And to your point, I mean, give credit to the, I, I know you did, but like give credit to the Cowboys yeah. for like sensing that blood in the water and, and going for it. Like they were, I loved that. I loved that they did not take their foot off the gas. I love that they punished the Colts in the fourth quarter. Like they were so relentless. I love that about them. One of my big takeaways
2: concern wise is deck doesn't like look like right, man. Something about that is not right,
1: dude. He is playing at an incredibly high level. Yeah, and he, had a, a sputtery, picks, he had a sputtery sputtery kind of start to this game. The
2: like this game was, that was a, not called, which was a terrible, I thought it was a terrible no call. I don't think I'm being a homer about that. I legitimately, everyone's like, it hit the ground. I, when did it hit the ground? The, the, his hand is under the ball. And also again, the, pocket's the main the clean. main the, there's no good reason for the, him to throw that. He's peg.
1: he's one of the least protected passers right now in the NFL. The, I mean, so on that so, play, on, the on that completely play. clean. But so I agree that this was, um, in terms of his time back. So from the Lions game to now, this was his worst performance, right? And obviously, like everything got great again. But like he was still incredible. I mean, and he threw a Not touchdown. Him, he threw two up. touchdowns to Michael. He threw two. That is silly. Like, you he's can not, say that like
2: hurts is the best quarterback you, in this division right now. I mean, that's obvious. You, like, that you can say easy, that he is. did not,
1: the deck did not play well on Sunday against the Colts and that's of him. fine and fair to a degree. But to say, you're not afraid of him. Like, it, there's a difference but to say you're 0% afraid of him I'm on not a 0 to hundred percent. scale.
2: I think he's that not is, looked I, right. I think he's like these, some of these interceptions are like, who then, is this guy? And I don't think
1: you're watching anything because again, like <laughs> yeah, this, you, you can, you can explain away to a degree both interceptions in Green Bay. Obviously, he thought he had a free play on the first interception against the Giants. I mean, again, I'm sitting here telling you he did not play well. This was his worst game since coming back on Sunday against the Colts. But he is playing... At, at, at an incredibly high level. Like I, 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 think that's Homer of you to not admit that. Like he is that to say you're not afraid of him at all. Like I, I think it's it's well, more it's than fair relative. to say Dak is playing out of it. He is playing at some of the highest levels that we have ever seen okay. Dak Prescott play. Right. And he's not the best quarterback in this division. And I think there's a, a significant that, margin there's right a now. difference between like that's you can you can him, believe though. that Jalen Hurts is. But, like, you can believe that he's not the best and still be afraid of him. Like, but that's I'm not afraid you can, of like him. you would have to play him.
2: Like, the Eagles quarterback <laughs> you, is way better than the Cowboys so quarterback. That's right like now. saying,
1: I'm not afraid of the second best quarterback in the NFL, Um, you know, because I have the best. Like, even if that were true, you would still have sense. to play them. But that's not saying, like, th- these are different truths. Like, you can sucks. believe that I'm one is better. I don't one.
2: think he looks scary right now.
1: I, again, I I think you're, you're being a bit of a homer there. Like Dak is playing out of his mind right now. I mean, he was on fire. He's like, again, I wouldn't say on fire in the second half. He was, he was good to very good against the Colts. And again, the defense just exploded in the fourth quarter, which kind of like made the game not a wash, but, a, but a weird game. Nonetheless, he was incredible in the second half against the giants last week. He was amazing against the Vikings two weeks ago. He is, I mean, the only Jalen hurts had a great game on Sunday, But prior to Sunday, and and I'm so I'm not like trying to cherry pick the only quarterbacks I thought they were playing at a higher level than Dak recently were Patrick Mahomes and Tua. Tua obviously has not did not play well on Sunday, Mm -hmm. but played the Niners, whatever Uh, Mahomes lost and Hurts played incredibly well. But Dak is playing among the very best quarterbacks in the NFL. Right. The highest quarterback play in the NFL. Dak is in that group right now. Mm. Okay. Tony Pollard um, has five touchdowns of 30 or more yards this season. That is a record for Dallas Cowboys running backs. No Cowboys running back has ever had five. There are obviously five games left in the season. Um, Zeke, Zeke looks strong. This is like, I don't want to do the like Zeke Pollard thing, but like, this is the like, I don't want to say freshest or most fresh, but this is the, for lack of a better word or lack of a more specific word, this is the best I've seen Zeke look in a December since his rookie year. And I'm not saying like he's rookie Zeke. I'm just saying like, by by December, there has been a noticeable wear and tear on him every year since then.
2: Rookie Zeke, if you watch him, is just so much faster and so clear, like you just see it. Well, oh, yeah, um, not that <laughs> it's mean, a, a shocking revelation, but I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, I mean, last two games, he's at 5.12 yards per carry, two touchdowns. That's on 33 carries. Um, yeah, I mean, he's been certainly not washed recently, which is um, how much of that maybe was getting some time off there for a bit.
1: Well, and splitting the load, obviously, yeah. with Pollard the way they have. Um, but like obviously the time off is part of that. I would also say to CD, and again, like this turns into like, well, AJ Brown's better. Like anytime like an Eagles fan sees a tweet about this, like this this game, he this is, was not the but... best game he's ever um, this was not the best game that, that CD's ever played. This was not the most production he's ever had. But the way I worded it on our post game show and in my stock report and on social and stuff was this was the most in control. I've ever seen C.D. Lamb mm. beat. Like, th- this was I, – I always think about um, your your write-up at Bleeding Green Nation the night the Cowboys drafted him, and I remember the, the subheader where you you just wrote in uh, the brackets. Do you remember what you wrote? No. So, so, like, oh, the title of the article was, like, Cowboys draft C.D. Lamb, and then the subheader in brackets, it said F word, like the letter F oh, and yeah. then the word word. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, I, I think about that all the time. Like, on Sunday against the Colts, that was the – that like they got Oklahoma City like that that was the the dude who they got mm-hmm. on Sunday and like we've seen we've seen that guy play quarters or halves or quarters like spread across games but like from start to finish he was that dude and I I had never seen him be that guy for an entire mm-hmm. game and so that was really encouraging as well.
2: I felt like he was kind of like that against the Giants I guess on Thanksgiving I felt like so maybe I don't know I don't know if you disagree with that but he's stringing games together like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not saying he was bad against the Giants, but, like, he he is evolving. Like, he is finally becoming that dude who we have, who you it's know, when we were like, oh, my CD. gosh, the, the, the NFL let CD fall to 17. Like, all that hype is, like, finally meeting its, you know, um, sort of, like, moment in, in this moment. Uh, Michael Gallup, I mentioned, uh, caught a touchdown from Dak for the first time this season. He had one touchdown on the season. Obviously, you know, this time at the beginning. Uh, but prior to Sunday, he caught two, both from Dak Um, no, uh, Jake Ferguson touchdown, shout out to our friends at DraftKings, Brandon knows why. Um, so, uh, whatever, but, um, it was, you know, it, it had it all. Like it was except for Micah Parsons. He was like, that was what I think my biggest takeaway was they dominated defensively Mm -hmm. and Micah had like a normal game. Like I, that since he is, this isn't a huge sample size, but since he's been on the team since like, this has become their identity, they have never destroyed a team defensively without Micah being a part of it. And they did that on Sunday.
2: It's pretty good for them. Um, I want to get back into the uh, Dak hertz conversation for a second because this is something I forgot to bring up in the Eagles section. Was I just trust Jalen Hurts, which is obviously a big evolution? And speaking of evolution, I was going to make a joke about is CD like CD Zard right now? Like, he evolved to the you know third phase, like of the Pokemon version of CD. what would what would the is CD. Your starter Pokemon? It feels like he comes in as an advanced version. Like he feels like a, a second.
1: So you're saying you're saying like day one he was Charmeleon and now he's Char- I think so you, you're joking yeah because CD's he's so are.
2: good yeah because when was he ever really bad da- I think Oklahoma you know is when 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 CD mm. was Charmander and now he came into the NFL as Charmeleon and now he's yeah Charizard
1: yeah I mean the the evolution has been happening
2: uh, um, but back to the hurts thing of all uh, I just trust him.
1: Did you get the new Pokemon for your Switch?
2: Not yet. I've heard it's well. I've heard it's good, but at the same time, I've heard it's like buggy, and there's been some issues with it. Right. I don't. I haven't played it yet, so I don't know. If that's true. Um, but I will. What's it called? Is it Ruby or whatever? I know. I was a long. Ver- um. I
1: well, there are, is it. So I haven't had a Pokemon in a long time. But know. as I understand, it's based on on TikTok, uh, there there are I think two versions. There's like Violet and Scarlet. I might be getting them wrong, like the names. Um. So so like i'm gonna buy you time because you're clearly searching yeah this. what is this
2: um uh, scarlet you, and i don't know violet yeah you got it okay wow nice. okay
1: so which one are you gonna pick
2: uh i don't know yet i got uh sword out of sword and shield i mean how can you get shield mm. come on did you get shield?
1: i i told you i haven't had one since oh. the originals um but my very first one was the red and then i wound up with blue because i'm an only child Yeah. You know, mm. so uh Same. but um but i know um but so i that's those are the last ones i've had so um, i don't like these. if i had to pokemon, pick how they look
2: they're not They kind of i different.
1: would pick if i had to pick off name i think i'd pick scarlet like that's a, a cooler name to me um, than violet
2: i kind of agree and i like the i think i like purple a lot but i think i might like scarlet better than violet i don't know anyway um i'm looking at both of the, the pokemon on the covers and i don't they just kind of look like i don't know they look They don't look cool to me. They look lame. Anyway, uh, going back to the Dak hurts thing. I just, I think what I'm trying to say about Dak is in part, like I don't fully trust him in terms of obviously like from an Eagles perspective, I never trust him, but like from a objective watcher standpoint, I just think he's made some out of character plays that make me go like, what's going on here? Like, that's weird. That's not in character. And maybe it's, you know, not a, a lasting issue. Maybe it'll be fine. It's just a fluke, whatever but it kind of makes me like wonder where the hurts. I think he's just doing such a great job of taking care of the ball. And I'm not seeing those mistakes. And he's, he is and because what you were just saying about CD is what made me think of this. He has been in so, so much in control out there and mm-hmm. it's just like making all the right decisions, but not just that also making like special plays. Like I just, I just trust him like unequivocally right now, which again, is <laughs> we come a long way for me to be there with Dylan hurts, but that's where
1: I am. So, um, the best writing and the best like assessment on what I think you're talking about that I have seen has come from Bob Sturm of the Ticket and the Athletic. So if you have an Athletic subscription, you should. Um, BLG mentioned Shield earlier, a um, former Athletic person, but um, still, like the Athletic turns out incredible content. And and what Bob has written about is like Dak has been like a tad um, overly aggressive. Um, like versus what we're kind of used to seeing. Um, and, and so he talked about that a lot in the Packers loss, like how the the throws and granted, you can kind of explain away those interceptions in, in, in that game specifically um, and, and place some blame on CD or Dalton Schultz, who were the intended targets for them. Um, but but that these are these are decisions that Dak is like, you know, what are you doing? Like, are, are you, and and Bob hasn't like suggested this. He's just like thought out loud in his writing. Like, are you trying to like prove a point? Mm-hmm. Are you trying to say like, I'm healthy. I can do this. Are are you trying to like show off or flex Mm -hmm. or whatever? Again, not, I don't want to like say that's what Bob is saying, but um, just kind of pontificated. And so there are some throws that are a little bit more dangerous and you call them reckless that that we haven't seen. But again, like they've been so interesting and that they have had these weird explanations. Like, you know, Gallup fell down uh, or Gallup didn't fight for the one that that was intercepted. And you could argue CD fell down on the one that was kind of debatable in this game against the Colts. I mean, against the giants, you know, he thought he had a free play, right? Like we can sit here and talk about how stupid that is, but you know, he thought he had a free play. And so like, he's a little bit more aggressive in that moment, obviously. Um, So I I do agree that there has been some tendency to lean more aggressive. Um, But what I would assume is the mindset is like, be aggressive. You can make those throws, mm-hmm. and we have a defense that can support you, right? Like, and so if, if you know, we we trust that we can we can be that way, and we can score, and we can we can try these things at will because we know we can stand back and, and support you if things don't go your way. That's my assessment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I do agree that there is I don't want to call it out of character because that makes it sound like it's a bad thing, but there is like a slight deviation from you know the younger days of Dak Prescott.
2: Yeah, I'm just surprised with some of these picks. I'm like, oh, like I wasn't really expecting that uh, to happen, but we can move on
1: um i did want to bring up um the christmas eve game okay. so um just because people are kind of like jumping to this conclusion so i'm looking at 538 uh, quarterback adjusted elo forecast right now i'm going to give the eagles wins over the giants and the bears okay, and i'm going to give the cowboys wins over the texans and the jaguars so if i do that um the eagles have a it's uh five, it's stabilizing an 89% chance of, win, of of securing the first round bye, which obviously includes the division, they have a 91 percent chance of winning the division. There are people, I think, improperly suggesting that the game is meaningless if oh. Philly wins out, because I think that the like it's it's just the same. Like if Dallas wins that, like hear me out. Like my my point is like targeted to Cowboys fans because if if, if the Cowboys win that game on Christmas Eve, okay. say that's the next Eagles loss, that's the Eagles second loss of the season, another Eagles loss still like you know what i'm saying like accomplishes the the end goal you know of Dallas winning the division and Philly you know obviously not winning the division right like my like my point is like the Eagles loss that the Cowboys fans need does not have to happen before the Christmas Eve game. You, if yeah, it happens afterwards yeah. it's just, need, just
2: as meaningful. They just need all the Cowboys need, really, is the Eagles to trip up one of these games, and then the Cowboys have to beat the Eagles. That's what the Cowboys realistically need here. Although, you know.
1: But for what for what it's worth, so like I said, I, I gave both teams wins through that point. Mm-hmm. And at that point, 538 has Philly with a 91% chance to win the division. Even if Philly lo- loses that game, mm-hmm. it, it drops to an 85% chance. Because all they have to do is win one of their final two
2: Right. Games and that would be you know what again home against the saints and then home against the giants and then home against the giants so you know two home games um but yeah it would be kind of funny not like enjoyable funny but weird funny if the eagles did win out but lost the cowboys game because they'd still get the one seed and it's like right how much does that like obviously as a Cowboys fan you're thrilled you're like oh we can beat the eagles we beat the eagles that's great but like does the excitement only go so far like if the eagles still get the number one i guess that's
1: that's what people's point is. Like, I do think it, it changes the excitement. I don't think it diminishes it. Right. But I do think, and you, you like to look at things in a funny way like this. Say, uh, say I'm Nick Sirianni, right? So, like, I'm, I'm a different person, <laughs> to be very clear. Um, the Eagles win their next two games. Cowboys win their next two games. I think there's some logic. There's a little bit of arrogance involved here, in a good way, uh, to saying, you know what? We don't need to sell out for this Cowboys game, right? Because there's a very strong likelihood That the cowboys and eagles are going to meet in the divisional round regardless of who wins the division right because i think we trust either team as a wild card to win in the wild card round um and i don't think right now we trust the giants or seahawks to win their wild card games which would set up a, a divisional matchup between the cowboys and eagles right so if you're nick sirianni is it not at least worth talking about to say Look, let's punt this game, I, and I recognize the risk would be you lose another game and then yeah, you lose the that. division and no. lose the one seed. But like That's my point, like risk. the same way we're talking about. It's a big risk, but like the reward is potentially huge. No, like you know, can't. if you're if you're worried about like showing something, whatever tipping something, I, I don't it, think because the you are.
2: way though, RJ. Like the Eagles aren't like a team based on. I don't think any ears. NFL team runs that way, but oh, I just I think, think it's worth talking about. Yeah, I think some more than others. I get what you're saying, but I don't think the Eagles are worried about like emptying the or throwing the kitchen sink at it. I guess is the right way to put put it. Um, because, like, I don't think that's how they work. Like, they kind of have simple things that they do. For the most part, they just do them really well, and I think that's what I like about them most. I don't think football has to be, like, 4D-level chess the way people, like, make it out like it has to be sometimes. It's like, no, you can just have an identity and do it really well and, and be unstoppable because you have really talented players and you're not overthinking it. Um Sometimes when you overthink it, that's when you shoot yourselves in the foot and how you almost lose to the Colts. That's basically what the Eagles did. They overthought <laughs> it. They're playing 13 personnel in the first half and, like, limiting A.J. Brown's snaps and targets. Like, that was dumb. And they've since course corrected in a, in a good way. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's a big matchup. It's, it's, it's weird. It's
1: an interesting line of thought, though, because you know, th- there's not a strong likelihood. No, again, I, I'm not. I realize that, like, you know, the Eagles aren't going to. Nobody's going to like not take the game seriously. But it is interesting to think about. Like that game will feel important, but in the grand scheme of right. things, it won't be because there will be a much more important game likely happening. You know, just a few weeks down the road. Um, but again, all that changes if. The Gi right now, the Giants or Seahawks also win in the wild card round. You don't know how that goes. Obviously, with the Jimmy Garoppolo injury, as we mentioned, you talked about how, you know, you don't believe in the Vikings. A lot of people don't believe in the Vikings. I don't think it's impossible or inconceivable for the Seahawks to go beat the Vikings in the wild card round. Sure. I mean, again, just based on the current playoff format. So I, I agree that you can't, like, base things off of future assumptions. But it is worth – it's, you know, it's worth talking about on a podcast, which is sure. what we're doing
2: right here. No, I'm not saying we can't talk about it. Two things. No, you hate, on this. you hate the yeah, podcast. I hate the podcast that I do every single week. Um, two things. Number one, that's why beating the the outlook we're talking about here – and by the way, the Eagles can officially clinch a playoff spot, which, I mean, come on, they're 11-1. They're already – they're going to make the playoffs at some point um, by beating or tying the Giants this week in week 14 or – If the Seahawks and 49ers both lose, then that would also clinch them a spot, even if the Eagles didn't beat the Giants. Um, So there's that. But this is why the Eagles win over the Titans was so big, because that looked like, okay, they might lose that game. And if they do, that opens the door for that Christmas Eve game to be huge because if the Cowboys win. They probably are getting the number one seed at that point. So um, that's that's why that's
1: where I mean. All hope for Cowboys fans, right? Obviously, rests in the Giants this week, who we're about to get to, and and like, and I, I mentioned this with Pete, like it will it will require like a Justin Field Super Saiyan game, like that. That's what it will take, like for the Bears to like show up and win, and like it's the NFL, crazy things happen, blah blah. blah. But like, there's no way the Bears beat the Eagles. Granted, that game is in Chicago um Without Justin Fields having, like, you know, he'll, he'll have to have like a 57 yard touchdown. Or you know, it'll, it'll have to be some crazy sequence of events like that. I wanted to say one last thing and then we'll break. Why? Well, well, we I, 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 I said I had two things and you let me say one. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, we're, we're trying to get to the other games. Okay. My, well, my second my thing best. is the
2: thing that concerns me most about the second Cowboys matchup it is not really like anything about the Cowboys right now. It's just about the the placement of where the game is. I mean, three straight road games is tough, no matter who the opponent is, even if the eagles are playing you know let's say the bears let's say the, I the bears and the cowboys games were flip-flop there that would still be like that's tough right. that third game obviously not as scary but still it'll be like that's tough it's just tough to play three games on the road like that
1: i um don't want to look it up and waste the time um i thought about asking a friend but i wonder how many like i don't know say the eagles have played i don't know 25 three game road trips in their history. I'm making that up. But like what is what is their record in the third game of those 25 hypothetical times? You're know saying like how many times? Yeah, like I am curious, like of all three game road trips they've played, or recent ones, and granted, like teams change, seasons change, whatever, but I'm curious, I'm curious how any NFL team does. Like what, what is an NFL team's average record in a third straight road game? Yeah. If that makes
2: sense. So there's an old article on, on uh, about this on Niners Nation. Shout uh, out to our, our friends there from Fooch, of all people. Um wow this is back in 2017 so it's a you know a while ago but it was like over the last three years the team in the third consecutive road game is 13 and 23 straight up and 11 and 23 and two against the spread um you know if you widen the sample size so he did over the last 10 years again this is 2017 but 35 and 69 straight up um a little bit closer against the spread 46 55 and three so, you know, it's not impossible, but it's, it's like a significant, it is a real thing. It's a real disadvantage that is going on.
1: It's it's the way we talk about like last week, the Cowboys call to rest, like whatever mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to play multiple road games in a row. Like, and obviously within that, the longer you go on a road trip, the harder it is, whatever. Um, the last thing I wanted to add on the Cowboys front, and we'll probably talk about this next week, assuming the Cowboys beat the Texans. And if they don't, the panic in the streets will be just like all sorts of whatever. But um, And to be clear, this isn't like a brag, but I do think it's important. The Cowboys will win their 10th game the next time they they win a game, and they're obviously going to win at least one more game. Um, And that this will be the first time since 1995 and 1996 that they have won double-digit games in back-to-back seasons. Um, So again, I'm not saying like, you know, Plan the parade, like build the statue, like hang the banner. But this is a, a franchise that has had a culture of failure. I, I, like they have not been able to handle success. And that has been their bugaboo. That was literally the bugaboo over the entire Jason Garrett era. There have been two times in that stretch where they have been playoff teams in back to back years. Uh, but one of the times they were a wild card team with a record, obviously uh, shy, or, uh, shy of 10 wins. So I I think that Mike McCarthy deserves a lot of credit for that. And like again, we talk about multiple things can be true. I'm not sit, I'm not here to say like he's the best coach in the NFL. But in his third season, so like he, in three t- seasons, he has pulled this off. What like the franchise has not been able to mm-hmm. do this century. That is impressive. That that deserves a round of applause in my mind. And because he won a lot of those games without Dak Prescott, like mm-hmm. it was it was not an easy road for him to do this. Okay,
2: there you go. I'm sure it'll pay off in the playoffs. Last thing I had about the Eagles game that I forgot to mention, Eagles Cowboys We've game. last
1: thing a million times. But this is so. the real. I
2: mean, I had said I had two things and then you didn't let me get to the mm-hmm. second one. So this so. is this is the third this thing is now. is the third right? thing. Just I didn't there was a secret mm-hmm. third thing. It's also a short week game for the Eagles. I know it's only by one day. It's not the biggest deal, but like well,
1: It's a short week game for the Cowboys too. But I, mean, I mean, on
2: the road, which is something that you're not familiar with, having to play on the road on a short week is a significant disadvantage as well. And I'm not trying to even say it's unfair, whatever, the schedule's a schedule, but like I'm just saying that's that's the biggest concern is it? it's the third game on the road and it's on a short week. It's only by a day, but
1: still. Mm. Okay, Uh, let's take a very quick break to hear a word from our sponsors.
0: Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy.
1: welcome back during the break brandon i told you the results of the spain morocco match can you tell everybody what happened i don't know i don't know morocco won on penalty cuts. how about my call Three from nil. last
2: week that like i think Dude, that was like <laughs> you actually record that before I'm like i mean it wasn't even that crazy of a call like one one nil if you will is feel like a pretty well you really score.
1: So we specifically recorded earlier. I asked Brandon so that I could. I, I'm sure you watched too, but like I, I was the one yep. who mentioned like, "Hey, the the USA match is on, whatever." Um, and at the end, you correctly predicted the final score of one nil. Good job, you. Um, it's Not my time for uh, the
2: 2020 season, but i will take it. When I predicted the Eagles would, I was on radio, like you know, like Philadelphia sports radio, and they asked me for my prediction that week. I like the morning show too, which is like a big deal. Uh, nice flex by me. And I was like, they're gonna tie. <laughs> and they did. It was crazy. Anyway.
1: Um, wow. So um, uh, speaking of all the time, I'm, I know you see this a little bit in a blog Blogging the Boys. Last week, Giants commanders playing. All right. And, and we had this conversation at BTB. Who should we be rooting for? You do the rooting guy, we do the rooting guy. It's kind of a staple at destination. Sure. Who should we be rooting for? There's there's merit to the commanders winning, there's merit to the Giants winning. My overall takeaway was like, there's no bad loss. I wanted the Giants to win. Um, Just because I wanted, like, the vibes to be good, obviously heading into this Eagles matchup. So that was that was my particular logic. Again, I would have been fine had the Commanders won. But, you know, a very common response to this is, like, I want them to tie. I don't want oh, either team to win. I, I know. I <laughs> So I want them to tie. It happened. <laughs> the Commanders and Giants tied uh, a 20-piece. You ever get a 20-piece nugget meal at McDonald's?
2: Probably at some point. I mean, that would be extremely easy for me to take down
1: really yeah i mean i could do like, that in well then why is it like a probably thing like if it's easy like it sounds like it should be a run-in-the-mill sort of proposition for you. i could do it no problem what's your what's your sauce that you dunk in
2: so McDonald's? You me get, I, I don't do this a lot so you only get one or do you get
1: multiple i mean you could probably you get one, one. okay the, the one. drive-through asks you for one okay probably the buffalo then mm, sweet and sour for me um we we want to hear a lot of your thoughts uh mixologists. we want to hear uh whether you're a, a team scarlet or a team violet pokemon player this year. Uh, we certainly want to hear your thoughts on Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott. Um, and um we also want to hear um your thoughts on ties and whether you are sweet and sour or a barbecue sauce. Well, I mean on, there's other uh, sauces too. You get, like a
2: ranch, right, or a barbecue sauce.
1: Well, but we're talking about this the the sides of the arguments that we have been on here today. So uh but we had a twenty twenty tie. Uh, a lot of jokes, like obvious jokes like what does Taylor Heineke do now? Does he does he buy one shoe? Like what does he what is he do? I was gonna make, make that Jordan's joke, blah,
2: blah, blah. I'm glad I didn't because that's <laughs> really bad. <laughs> Well, <laughs> you love talking about that. Uh, so I thought it would be you know good to bring up. He should have to get one shoe. Uh, I mean, if, if you if I kid, thought it, it's half a win, you have to get half of the pair of shoes.
1: How do you decide which one to get?
2: I mean, I would think you want to put your best foot forward in life.
1: When you step forward. Do you
2: probably right I think foot. I step
1: forward with my right foot. I've I've talked about this before in, in marching band, you're taught to step forward with your left foot. There's a reason for that. I mm. already forgot what it is. I know some people that are like um, right-handed,
2: but they use their left foot for like soccer or whatever. Like that's like their stronger foot. That's weird. Yeah.
1: Um, I, I, I really thought Taylor Heineke played well. I know you didn't get to see a lot of this game at the time because the Eagles were playing. Um, but I thought Heineke played. I thought Daniel Jones played well. Mm-hmm. Like I, I thought Daniel Jones played fairly well. But the biggest loser in this game for me is Brian Dable. Dude settled. He played oh, yeah, for the time at the end of this game. And he, he punted. And it and, worked. And they did They did get the ball. Yeah, I was going to say they did get the ball back. But, so, like, no. it did kind of work. Um, I don't know how heinecke didn't fumble after Thibodeau got to him, yeah. like right near the end zone. Like it kind of, and that would have been the like, see, I told you, I punted because I trust our defense and that would have annoyed me. But dude, like that is a, a, Big dip in stock for me for Brian Dable. That is not the guy that we saw early on this season. And like we've said this many times, like you're not winning the Super Bowl this year. Go out and and like let it all hang loose. You know what I mean? Like like be the team that that is stretching and trying and reaching for things. That was some big loser energy from Brian Dable.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, I was reading the uh, recap on Big Blue View and I saw that and I'm like, what? <laughs> why? Why did he do that? Um, so yeah, that was uh not a good. I mean, who do you think this was more of a loss for, I guess, right? Or is it, do you think? The Giants. Yeah, I agree.
1: Because because they had lost the two games before. They are, I mentioned this on Monday Football Monday, and I tweeted it, they are one of three teams in the NFL that has not had a win within their division. The other two are the Bears and the Broncos. Um, I mean, so like, and you play in this like, amazing division and and you're supposed to be this amazing like all like so you're perpetuating the idea that you are this fraud this paper tiger like you're you're cut from the same cloth that the vikings are type thing and so like dude go out and do it i I, I really yeah yeah and and like that the other team gets to be on on by this week and then play you at their house like dude you got to go for it like i i will respect if you lose but you go down swinging that was such like it i would feel just a, a smidge less like in this way if they had not done that but like that undoes the good that i feel like they've they've done for the like they've had a really bad three they lost to the lions who have like you know shown to be a little bit spunky as of late they lost to the cowboys obviously a very good team and had a tie with washington like just look, some, look dude no like come on brian dable you were supp- you were su- i feel like obi-wan like you were the chosen one you were supposed to be different for this giants team and you have truly regressed
2: i will say you know just going beyond the result like What's to take away from this game for the Giants? I mean, they didn't get back to their identity. Like Saquon is still not Saquon that he was earlier this year. He had 18 for 63 for 3.5 yards per carry in this game, long of 21, and then he had just five catches for 18 yards, 3.6 for uh, reception. Like he just he has not been the player he was earlier this season. The Giants were winning and looking more dangerous than they do or have been recently. And that's a big deal and the fact that like he like so if he got back on track and the giants tied i think they'd be like okay at least saquon's back and like we feel good about that moving right. forward like what do the giants have here that they feel really good about moving forward i don't know i like darius slayton and it's kind of crazy like they got lucky that they didn't trade him because there's so much talk that like they're going to trade him or cut him or whatever i cut him i think there was i think there's talk that they might actually just cut him like i remember if I'm not mistaken, I was reading Big Blue View back in the summer, and like he was on the roster bubble, and he was like taking like 13 reps or whatever. And mm-hmm. they're very fortunate that they didn't do that because he looks really good. And I that all that was like crazy to me at the time because I like, man, I remember him like doing damage against the Eagles. He was like roasting down Ronald Darby. Like I thought Darius Slayton looked good in the past. Um, he's no Darius Slay. Darius Slayton, um, you know, really good. And certainly, that's one thing they have going for them. The only thing, really, in their receiving core, the pass catcher-wise. And obviously, um, their defensive line, you know, a stout here, too. You know, Dexter Lawrence is having a great year. Um, and then, it K-
1: looks like Kevon Thibodeau had the moment. It was unfortunate he couldn't, you know, pop the ball loose. But still, right. like, that's a really mm-hmm. cool moment for him. So they have that. Um, I will say... Like, like, to your point, like, not only is there nothing, like, to grab onto, I feel like this gave us, like, a negative thing to grab onto. Mm. Like, we didn't have that either. You know what I mean? I just looked because I wanted to make sure. Um, again, I know you were busy. Do you know the circumstances around the punt? Like, the down, the time, where they were? The table Do, do you know any of this?
2: Yes. No. But
1: I'm looking at the box score right f- now. It, it was fourth and three. There was a minute and 42 seconds left from the Washington 45. Oh my God. You're past the 50, bro. Like, you got to go for this. Like, that is so – and not only did he not punt, he took a delay of game to give him – like, he, he was, like, strategic about the punt. Like, that is so lame to me. And that's that's where, like, these, these teams really are, like, ships passing in the night. Like where the Giants have like nothing to grab onto. When you watch the Commanders, like yes, they're limited, but like you can kind of grab on to Taylor Heineke. You can certainly grab on to Terry McLaurin. You can certainly grab on to Brian Robinson. Oh my gosh, like they really have found something um, in him. Like mm. he is incredible, and obviously his story makes him you know all the more great. Got to tip your hat, Jahan Dotson. Jahan Dotson, like serious. oh nice because of the big hat. So it's a funny joke because tip your hat is also like give him credit, mm-hmm. but it's also a play on the big hat. Yeah from last week um uh, wow Jahan dodson looks great they still don't have chase young like you know what i'm saying like there you can there are i don't know are, if they're gonna have like,
2: chase young bro like that that's i've been meaning to talk about this we've dropped two pod. bros
1: whoa we have we have evolved that, now but that is look like, my, they, hang on I, let me all right. let me finish let me finish my analogy please i feel like um you ever go to a buffet and there's like just nothing you're, you're like i guess you know what i mean like are I'll, you going to? I'm just just saying like, you ever go and you're like, no, you know, it doesn't look great, but like, okay, fine. Like I'll put some, like, that's what I feel like the giants, that's what they are. They're a buffet. That's like, I guess like, you know, fine. Um, like, and, and you're just like, well, they have an ice cream machine. So like after I eat my food, I, 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 like yeah, it's it's just like whatever. But I do feel like the commanders are like, oh, I'll take some of this. Like you know, it's like I like some of this Terry mm-hmm. McLaurin, I like some of this Jahan Dotson, I like some of this Brian Robinson. I mean, like I even like some of this Ron Rivera. <laughs> like I I would have never your thought that I would have felt this way. Um, so like that's they they're just so different in that way. Now the Giants could come out and beat the Eagles this week and like kind of flip the script on us sure. totally and completely. But um, so in a weird way. Like, I guess that's what a tie is like. It was like half improvement, half regression. You know what I mean? Like, cause we, we do think highly of this Washington team and they did, you know, they were in a position to win. Um, You know, technically speaking, they did, you know, if not for Taylor Heineke holding on that ball, they would have had a, a walk-off moment. Obviously. I mean, you know, I, I can go both ways, but man, I'm, I, it was such a bummer. I am glad you called it the day pun. That's mm-hmm. what that should be called from now.
2: So the Giants still have to play the Eagles twice. Uh, including this weekend, and, and then the Vikings. Right. And Then, he, he, as we we mentioned, they get the Commanders again. The Commanders coming off of their bye, and the game being at yeah, FedEx Field, which is not an amazing home field advantage, but I'm sure will be you know better than playing on the road for the Commanders.
1: Well, it's this is the most pop that that game. By the way, we didn't even mention got flexed on Sunday Night Football. Uh, um why? in over? I need to pa- see more of that. Well, well, it's in over Patriots Raiders. What would you rather watch on Sunday Night? So <sighs> Patriots Raiders, uh, honestly, but. Um, But, so, like, I do think this is the most juice that a a Washington game has had in a while. Like, you know, they're entering with seven wins as a would-be playoff team. They they can rip the hearts out of a division rival and and sort of stake their claim in the playoff race. Like, they haven't had a, a, a game like this in a long time. So, I mean, it's interesting in that sense. So or did we just
2: flip into the commanders, by the way? Or are we just going of... Well, we're like both? morphing because yeah.
1: they played and tied one another. Yeah.
2: So the Chase Young thing, yeah, I think that's a like a bad vibes thing. Like, I think it's taking longer than expected. And I don't think that's the case of like, oh, the commanders are just being really cautious about this. I think they kind of overshot when he would be ready to return. Because think about it. You know, they opened his window and then... He was never really like ready to be activated by the end of it. And then the first game, they kept him out like due to illness or whatever. Like it seems like they're trying to cover for him not being ready. And it seems like there's, I don't know if he had a setback. I'm just speculating or what. Um, or it's just taking a lot longer than they thought it would. Um, so maybe he gets back at some point and he's fine. But my expectations for him have significantly lowered. Like I think, you know, we, we talked about him like maybe coming back and having some kind of BOSA Watt um, impact. Like, no, that's not happening at this rate. I don't think so.
1: Um, I do think and this is a, an off season discussion we can have, and, and we can certainly, you know, talk to our friends at hogs Haven about this, but so he played 15 games, his rookie year in 2021, they won the division, obviously not winning the division this year, but they could be a playoff team. He played nine games last year before getting hurt. He hasn't played at all. So we're talking about, he's played 24 games at this point. Say he like, say he does play four games. Right? Let's just live in, like made up number. That, that would be coming back next week. Um, Or I'm sorry. No, they only have four games left. They don't have five games. left. Mm-hmm. So say he played them all. So that would be 28 games in three years. Do you give him a new deal?
2: Like, I mean, yes. You know,
1: do do you, like because because he's going to want it? You know what I mean. Like, and he has every right to want it. He should want it. But like, what like? Oh, I, now I understand. No, probably ha- not now. No. But you like he's going to want that. He's going to want that extension next year. I mean, like it, it's an awkward sure, thing. But you know what I mean? Think. Like ver- versus like like in the offseason, like Herbert's going to get his deal. Burrow's going to get his deal. In all likelihood, Tua might get his. deal. You know what I mean? Like we're going to see the class of 2020 start to come along. Maybe CD, You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like obviously Jalen Rager, um, you know, Justin Jefferson. Uh, right right i mean well and he, he I'm just, i was just talking first round picks but you're right mm-hmm. like even more so chayvon diggs like so what do you do with chase young like it, it's a it's an interesting question to answer he's only played two
2: games against the eagles ever isn't that kind of crazy it's been in the league three years now but you know he, he missed yeah. both of them last year because of how the injury timed out and then same thing this year um he played i actually
1: you saying that i tweeted about this before i think he's only played two games against the cowboys okay and Sweet. they um and they and they only have one remaining. So, I mean, he could get to three if he plays. I'm, I'm double checking. So that's that, kind of like he's only played in
2: three. significant, too, when you're talking about long term, because it's like it's not all his fault. But he has these lack of signature moments in like division games. I guess you can say the week 17 finale when the Eagles were tanking so he, in 2020. He,
1: he did play both games against the Cowboys his rookie year yes. and did not play at all last year. So, um, mm-hmm. so he's, he's only played two. He couldn't, he can only get to three, obviously, mm-hmm. is the point you're making. Um, the Philly games, um, that he played were, were week both one of 20 no, wh-
2: week. There's week one and week, uh, 17 of the 2020 season, the opener and the finale.
1: Um, right. And the so, one, the the so he, <laughs> So, so you're talking about his second season in the NFL. Mm-hmm. That, and like this isn't like a, a smush on the Giants or Commanders, but like the division has been dominated by the Cowboys and Eagles for the last, I don't know, five to seven years. So his second season in the NFL, he did not play against either of those teams. So he, he missed four of those games. Um, and then the Giants, he has played in three games against them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he could get to four. So you're talking about um, he's played two games against The Eagles, right? Two against the Cowboys, three against the Giants. So that's seven. Mm -hmm. Seven of a possible at this point. I don't even know how many, but like it's 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 an incredibly small number. So eighteen, right? So, but how many have they played this year? Um, They're still they still need to play the Giants and the Cowboys. So they've played four. So so he's so sixteen. He's played in seven of sixteen divisional games to this point. That's a lot to miss. And and it could be it could be seven of
2: eighteen. So I think it kind of. I think how the rest of this year goes will be relevant. If he doesn't like play at all again this year, if this continues to linger, he doesn't even play. That's obviously you can't sign him at that point. Um, but and if he comes back and he's kind of a non-factor, you know, we'll see. It, it, there's very much weight, regardless of how the commanders like, you know, what they because they're probably not going to the Super Bowl, but like there's a lot of right. future like kind of uh decisions to make in that and that's a big one of them is to kind of see how he finishes the year um and same thing with the giants like even if they're not like contenders it's still very interesting to see what they do down the stretch do they collapse because again it's very very possible that could happen but we'll see
1: um i know this point is about or this conversation is about the commanders but i do think i mean this comes back to the giants so like if we forecast like who knows what happens the rest of the season but like the commanders are a great spot for a quarterback to end up in right like because if it's not heineke i mean you know who knows what they do like whatever happens blah, blah 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 um but like Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dodson, Brian Robinson, and presumably Chase Young back for next season. Right, like a defense that's better, um, like that. You know, is a quarterback ready team. The Eagles obviously have Jalen Hurts, but like a very strong position for a quarterback to be in offensively. The Cowboys, a very strong position for a quarterback to be in offensively. We didn't even mention Odell Beckham Jr. By the way, mm. so good for us. Um, but we'll see. Things are still kind of status quo there. But like the the Giants are so far behind mm. all of that. You know what I'm saying? Like the other three teams have these casts. You know and, and these these tools to work with like the Giants which is that, that's also why it's like kind of amazing that they're where they're at now but they like do they have a receiver that like would crack 11 personnel on any team right now any of the other three teams
2: Slayton is yeah really good but um I think Slayton would
1: so like like if, if Odell's on the Cowboys is are you taking Slayton over CD Odell or Gallup yes
2: I am because like this is a guy who's averaged 13 Not yard that. perceptions last year and is coming off this serious injury I don't know what he's at right now but anyway uh, I want to say that sometimes not having those options is good, though, because, like, in some standpoint of it can be attractive to a free agent who wants, like, the opportunity, who wants the playing time. You playing time to offer, and I think the giant. I, so here's my point about – and it can change quickly, too. Like, you know, like, the Eagles had a very bad receiving core last year out of Devontae Smith, freaking Jalen Rager. They get A.J. Brown. That changes everything. Um, but you look at uh, the quarterbacks talking about, you know, Washington potentially being a good spot. I mean it could be like Washington and the Giants competing for the same quarterback. How fun would that be? Like trying to, you know, like get the same person to come to their team. I don't know who that would be. I mean it's Derek Carr, maybe it's um I would say Jimmy G, but I don't I don't know what's really going to happen with that after the injury. Uh, is there anyone else out there? I don't know.
1: Um free agent quarterbacks. I was pulling this up. Tom Tom Brady will be a free agent. Mm. I mean um Yeah, if but you, if you want to explore all, he's, What about I mean, like, look, I recognize how stupid this is about to sound. What about Daniel Jones? Going to Washington. <laughs> like, I mean, like, because like, is, is that impossible? No, like, are you, are impossible. you willing to roll that out completely? Um, and I, I wanted to look at wide receivers um, just to kind of, like, you know, see um, who the um, – let me get this quarterback's up here. Um, so what, what? CD's not a, a free agent wide receiver. Um, so you are talking, I'm about, talking about receivers, next and you said C,
2: so I said CD
1: i don't know like to, i was saying to see who's, yeah, a, free a, like, who's a free agent like who's a free like if because the giants would be like when people like match up like free agents and stuff like that in the offseason like the giants would be a popular destination um nelson aguilar dj Clark, <laughs> marvin jones julio jones um juju smith schuster maybe you know what i mean like if you're you know whatever are they going to bring back sterling shepherd um matt collins your boy um yeah it's Tough year. Maybe there's a trade, like maybe you know, maybe, maybe you get lucky and you kind of find a you know another receiver who's discontent with their current situation, but that just seems hard to to imagine at this point in time. But Darnold. Um, okay, let's. Bridgewater's out no. there. Case Keenum um, right back. Jacoby. Let's see. Oh, by the way, um, so the Morocco match just ended, mm. and Portugal is getting ready to play Ronaldo. Not in the starting lineup. Look at that. Mm. I think I just saw a tweet. We'll Lamar see. Jackson, uh, but. Nice. Um, Okay. Uh, We have two games. Yeah. Two games happening across the entire division this week because Washington is on bye, and obviously Philly is visiting the Giants where they lost last year. They lost in New York to the Joe Judge-led New York Giants. I will pick that game. Yeah. We'll pick that game second. Cowboys host the Texans. It is uh, their third home game in a row. We talked about the three road games, whatever. Um, Texans looked awful last week. I mean, they just are the worst team in a very long time. Yeah. The Cowboys opened a 16 and a half point favorites. That is such a massive line. I understand if you want to take the points because it's a lot of points, but I think we both are very confident the Cowboys get their tenth point of the season. Yeah. The Titans
2: are really young too. That's like something that um I think I was looking at, or at least they play it. the Texans. You see the Titans. Sorry. The, the, Texans. the Texans lead the uh, NFL and like rookie snaps played, I think by a decent margin too. So they just playing a ton of young guys. So that's part of why they're just not, they're not good. And they're also inexperienced. So uh, yeah. And would,
1: they want the number one overall pick. Yeah. Right? Like yeah, they're they've every, organically tanking.
2: They've every reason to want to, you know, lose out and get that number one overall pick because then they're gonna have the pick from the Browns too, which we'll see where that ends up, but should be decent. Um so yeah, I would take the Cowboys to win and cover because they've you know they've been able wow. to cover the spread.
1: They're like one of the, the best teams um, in the
2: league at covering the spread, right? <laughs> I mean
1: like I mean I like I recognize all that and like it's it makes sense in my mind. It is just still wild, you know what I mean, to say like because you I don't I don't disagree with you like that you're comfortable laying 16 and a half points. What are, what are the Texans going um, for crit-
2: them. We've said that so many times like what do you what Nothing are you, yeah.
1: but but it's still it's still the NFL, you know what I mean? So that's like, like that's the best the, reason. The-
2: it's the NFL. Like I can not that's not enough for me. I can't yes, be like, like it's the NFL. I need a reason. I agree with you
1: entirely. It is just it's weird. It's it's not a common thing that happens. I guess like you um, could
2: say Damien Pierce could have a big day against the Cowboys uh defense which is a little vulnerable to the run but like I just don't think the game script is going to be able to favor the Texans like that
1: um the New York Giants are seven point underdogs yeah I don't I don't know what that opened at but they are seven point dogs six and a half um, against the okay so very little movement um so i I'm going to do the like BLG fence riding thing. I'm going to take the Eagles to win but the Giants to cover. I recognize actually you know what? I'm going to I'm going to change course. Last week was such a, a dominating force of a win and the Dable punt is such bad. Ooh, true. Um I will I will lay I will lay the points. But but like again not to ride the fence. My official stance is laying the points, but like I could I I could see it. I mean, I, it's it's not like I, you could totally see a path for the Giants winning this game.
2: Jalen Hurts had his worst game like ever by far at MetLife last year. 45.2 completion percentage, 124 yards. That's four point uh yards per attempt, zero touchdown, three interceptions, seventeen point five passer rating. That was that was really bad. He, now he was better in his second game against the Giants. He had over 100 passer rating, and that was in Philly. Um, and he's also a lot better than he was la- last year when he's throwing to Jalen Rager at the end of the game. He has AJ Brown now. Um I think the Eagles should be able to win this game. I feel good about them winning. And the Giants aren't as good as their record indicates. Been saying that all season. They're 16th in point differential, uh, actually at negative seven. The 21st in DVOA, or at least they were entering last week. I didn't see the update, but I'm sure they're around that again after tying Washington. Um, I don't know. I just I think Saquon is not himself, and that's a big deal. Uh I will say the only thing that kind of makes me wonder is you know it's a division game we saw what happened in Eagles commanders sure. uh and,
1: and and Brian Dable is is a thing like he's, a he's thing. somebody that is you know I, I, while he punted he is a thing
2: Um they're tied the Giants are tied for the best no record against the spread this season at 9 and 3 so you know uh that's pretty good they're also 7-1 against uh the spread when wait what is this i have this i'm reading i I have the records here written but i can't make sense of what i wrote so that's a good thing um oh i will sorry. say underdogs wait that makes sense yeah sorry as underdogs specifically they are seven and ones against okay. the spread as underdogs that was tripping me up um and five and two and one uh straight up when they have not been favored this year so it's a situation they've been good in so that's kind of hard for me to totally just say the eagles are definitely going to crush them uh, i will take the eagles to cover but i think it is going to be like i don't know maybe like a 10 point game maybe the eagles like pull away at the last moment and they seal the deal but i think it's going to be a competitive game
1: i will say um in no way am i going to sit here and exonerate or justify the punt Um, but if you had to, like if if we were like in a court of law, we had to defend the punt, the idea would be like, look, we're in the playoffs right now, right? Like we're you know, a a tie is better than a loss, right? Like blah blah blah, like all the stupid things that people say. And to that point, like I could kind of see like the like energy of that. Like, hey guys, look, I know we tied last week, and that's really stupid and really upsetting, but like I I played for the tie because I believe in us, Mm. I believe in us as a playoff team, right? Like again, like I'm really stretching and reaching here, but like, I mean, if, if, well, if even I, if I have would go for it, he <laughs> would go for it. No, I but like, even you to win the game, for but, but, right he, here. but he, he would, I, again, I, I agree with that, but like, I'm just saying like, if I have, if I have to create like the path, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's the Genesis of it is like, Look, this is why we did this. We're here to hold on because we know we can do this. We know we can. We just got to get there, guys. We just got it doesn't matter how you get in. As long as you get into the tournament, you know, I don't care if we're a one seed or we're a 16 seed. We're here. We're going to pull this thing off. Blah, blah, blah. Like, again, it's stupid. But like, I, I could see that being a thing. So, um, OK, so we both have the Cowboys to win. You talk me into laying the points. Um, I'm laying so I'm laying the points on both Dallas and mm-hmm. Philly. You are taking the Giants against the spread though. uh, but, but the Eagles to win. No, I said I'll um, take the which, no,
2: I will take the Eagles to win in cover.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. So we're simpatico fully mm-hmm. this week. Um
2: okay. I said wow. they'll win by like 10.
1: Gotcha. I could see that. Like maybe it's like 27, 24, late. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then there's just this and like and icing Eagles, sort of touchdown. Yeah,
2: like a game yeah. ceiling touchdown on the board. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um okay. Well, um, Anything else you want to say? Um, do You want to revisit the Scarlet Violet conversation? We did. do we not predict the Giants game?
2: They play the Eagles. Oh, duh. So <laughs> I was, I was, I was uh, it was so in my head like you know it's all separate. I was like, wait, the, the underdog right, thing uh,
1: really, really shook you. Um, and then and the Commanders are on by. Are on I back. also wanted to say, I thought about as Jahan Dotson scored. Like, if we had to pick an official college of the NFC East, I think it's Penn State. Hmm. right like so you you've got micah parsons obviously like for the cowboys uh well hang on well i like i know you're a big penn state uh what what is your classic to- we aren't um but uh oh, no. so you got, got micah parsons so meh. You got Michael Parsons on Dallas. You have Saquon, obviously, on the Giants. Jahan Dotson now uh, for the Commanders. You have Miles Sanders, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you know this. He was Saquon's backup at Penn State. Um, I, I feel like I know I'm overlooking. Connor McGovern went to Penn State uh, for the Cowboys. Saquon. I feel like I'm overlooking some. I mentioned Saquon, but I, I know I'm overlooking somebody. Oh, I was thinking about Chris Godwin on Monday night. But, like, the Cowboys are kind of fueled. I mean, the Cowboys. The NFC East are kind of fueled by Penn State. Who who is another school that comes close to like having as much like as but okay so Alabama has Trayvon Diggs mm-hmm. on the Cowboys, um Alabama has Deron um, King? Alabama? The, the whole the whole Washington yeah, defensive line, exactly. <laughs> Jalen Hurts right, uh, Devonte Smith, Jalen Hurts. You can't claim Alabama for Jalen Hurts. You can't do that. Like, I mean, okay, Devonte no, Smith and the Heisman. Okay, so Devonte Smith.
2: I mean, and, and yes, you can. He on... was there for more often than he was at Oklahoma.
1: Uh, yeah, and he got benched in the big, biggest game of his and then career. He won there. the so,
2: championship I mean... game, SEC championship game, because Tua got hurt. Uh,
1: um,
2: who in the Giants? And then on on oh, the
1: Giants? Wait, from? L-
2: are we missing? We have to be missing someone. I know. So they have the Clemson think... guys, right? Uh, or Dexter Lawrence, right? Um, but
1: and they, ha- I mean, they? nobody has Oregon except for Thibodeau and Giants. Right? Player, <laughs> that
2: is obvious. As Andrew Thomas was he? Where did he play? Not Alabama.
1: Evan Neal, duh. Uh, Got him. Boom. I mean, counts. I, it does count. Like so, they have like maybe Alabama second place, but like I do think that Penn State has far more like visible players playing like much splat. I recognize that. Um, you know, Evan Neal was what, Smith. number
2: four overall pick or whatever it was. Sure. Devontae but, Smith was and then, and,
1: but the like again Penn State has the more visible player all right for, this is for an the offseason
2: podcast I know that what?
1: I know that, that bothers you uh so it's so, okay everyone we need you to I tweet don't care at us about um, we need you to tweet at us what were the things um <laughs> Pokemon Scarlet or Violet uh Jalen Hurts or Dak Prescott um there was another one the sauces and uh this oh yeah uh sweet and sour sauce or barbecue sauce no and then I, whether no, you no, think no, Penn Buffalo th-
2: no, I'm not standing Buffalo, up for barbecue. Yeah. Sweet and
1: sour Buffalo. Um, and then whether you think the the official college, the official university of the NFC East Mixtape um, is Penn State or Alabama, based on the, like, splashiness of representation. is there another school? Oklahoma was the one, because you could go Hertz and CD, obviously. Um, that, I mean, they're headliners, but that's kind of it. Sterling Shepard on the Giants. That's kind of it, though. I feel like St. I'm Johnson. missing something. But I, I mean we already had the Eagles covered. So just saying, saying Bradford. <laughs> Murray. Um that's true. Um wow. Um okay. Let's get out of here. Uh Brandon, as we leave, I would like you to tell us. I'm just gonna ignore whatever you tell me to do. So why? Um it no, I want to come up something unique, something something different. Um I would like you to tell us the sequence. You're gonna watch a movie at home. The mm, sequence of it. Like, do you set the snacks out? Do, what do you set the snacks out? Snacks out. Do you do you get under a blanket? Like, do you, do you start under the movie and then like you wait till you get hungry? Or like, are you somebody who likes to set it all up? Like, what's like, take us take us in into the picture. Here. I can't
2: watch movies; they're too long. But if I'm gonna watch a movie for some reason, um, I mean, I really I think I only go to see movies at the theaters anymore, uh, and that's not too often because I don't watch a lot of movies. But if I'm gonna watch one at home. Probably, ideally, if this is like the ideal movie setup, I want to get some. That's what we're,
1: That's what we're looking at. Some
2: yeah. Popcorn before the movie. I have a big bowl.
1: So you're, you're popping it and setting it like on before, the yeah, nightstand or nightstand, the like table, whatever. Okay. Uh,
2: yeah, you know, sitting on my couch, got the the bowl of popcorn, big bowl, um, regular popcorn. I know you rank the flavors, or not a sweet popcorn guy. I don't want any kettle corn or caramel, I don't want any kettle that. corn. No,
1: none of that. It is situational. I, I agree.
2: want just the regulars. I like. I don't. I like the savory. You know. It's like a regular butter popcorn sure
1: uh, and don't don't be one of those people don't throw the m&ms in no, like that, that that's know. weird Pete to me like, Talked
2: about that on monday football i can't ah do that. dude
1: Pete had a bad end see. of the <laughs> show yeah
2: <laughs> jeez. Um,
1: um
2: but yeah wow. it's, it's like that very simple uh and that's all i've got oh well that's not true right just craft turkey BGN 20 for 20 percent off your order happy holidays the Great nelson mandela stuffer.
1: flavor is the very best one yeah that have. you're a pickle um, guy north I'm normally not um mm. but it, it's a faint taste um okay. so i'm okay with it but um i really like it um the Darth Darth garlic? garlic obviously um great as well it's my favorite. But si- similar you know what i mean um it's, it's that's to the too, biltong, right. not the jerky
2: uh, so it's a little bit more tender than the right, jerky right. is yeah
1: i like the jerky sticks more than the actual jerk okay like if i had to range the, rank jugs, the, the, the meat textures tubes. yeah right I, i'd go uh biltong meat tubes like traditional flat you
2: know jerky. the meat tubes so are me. so much better than i'm not even gonna say the name but of the the product you can get at convenience nah. stores the we're, long we're righteous, just in yeah, people i'm saying yeah. but like there's so much better than that like i can't even eat the other thing right. i've had it in the past because like whatever it was there and someone like a friend was sharing it or whatever but like no can't do that the meat tubes are way better
1: um shout out to meat tubes um thanks for hanging out everybody brandon's gonna give us two words
2: jalen hurts is coming for you perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months.